Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And as usual, I always say this, I'm glad you're here, and I really am. Alex, how are you doing, my man? I'm good. Glad to be back. Ah, I am so excited about this podcast interview because we've got a guy that I met in Barcelona, Spain, of all places. And he's a good old oh, homeboy wow. from Charleston, South Carolina. Is that right, Gregory? Uh, actually, it's uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Ah, uh, sorry. Greenville. Okay. Not a, not Are you familiar with Bob Jones University? Well, I mean, I know uh, I've heard about it. I've never been in there, but I've heard a lot about it. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a Christian school down here. I'm, I don't, I haven't ever attended it, but uh, you know, it's like a get big. Like uh, it's got its own little world over there. Like and nobody goes in there unless you're in. It's like a secret society club or something. Well, that's interesting because that's the background I grew up in. Uh, that circle of colleges and schools. <coughs> well, that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you believe it? <laughs> I, I can believe it. I can believe it. I can. I well, just did business with somebody that attended uh, Bob Jones University. So. All right, right on. Yeah. Right on. So um, I met Gregory at the – we did a workshop with Tom Wade, who is a fellow friend and investor, uh, all-around good guy in Barcelona, Spain. <clears throat> and I had talked about the workshop in on the podcast before, and, and uh, Gregory just decided to go. And it was so cool to meet him. Uh, one thing you, you'll learn about Gregory on this podcast interview is that he's a very likable guy because he's just brutally honest, keeps it really simple, and tells it like it is. Um, but he's also a fantastic musician. And uh, he he's played with some incredible names that everybody would probably recognize. And uh, so we'll talk about all that. I'd, I'd like to just jump into the interview. But first, guys, um, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com to get our fast cash survival kit. A lot of good goodies in there about how Alex and I do deals and how we outsource our business and do our marketing and all that good stuff. Anything else about that, Alex, before we jump in? No, I'm looking forward to hearing this. This is uh, anybody you've met over in Barcelona or... He has the, you know, has the um, gumption to go to Barcelona to go to a real estate and co investing conference is somebody that I'd be interested in talking to. <laughs> well, the cool thing about Gregory, too, is he's doing a bunch of deals. And uh, I'm curious to know, kind of, Gregory, how you're doing with and business. And these would be lease options, right? No, regular wholesaling deals. Oh. And uh, so, Gregory, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Business is good. Life is good. You know, this business has definitely changed my life. Uh, you know, I've heard other people say that, but it's definitely happening to me and it's for the better, you know. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of business and it really feels good. So I'm gonna, I feel like I'm on a magic carpet ride. I don't want it to end. You know? All right. So Gregory, tell us a little bit, how are things going? You you got back from Barcelona. You stayed actually some a, a little bit longer then after the the week after didn't you stay a week after the workshop or something 
Well, no, I was there. I got there the week before. Okay, okay. And uh, left uh, a day or two after the, the function. But yeah, I got there, I think, on a Sunday, and it started on a Friday. So I said, if I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go. You know, I'm not just going <laughs> to go check it all out, go do it all twice. All right, all right. So give us your history. Give us your story. You, um, you've been in music for a long time. Yeah, uh, uh, I've been a musician really my whole life, and uh, something that I'm passionate about, I love, and uh, you know, I just got back from New Orleans. I was down there for the past four days playing music, and uh, uh, that's what I've done my whole life. And uh, um, ever since I graduated high school, that's what I've done for a living. Uh, I made an okay living um, by myself, or at least I like to think I did. But really, when I look back, like I was just broke all the time, and I was a minor catastrophe away from just being a nightmare in yeah. my career, you know, always at any given point. And uh, it was an uncomfortable situation. And so I, I was doing that for a long time, uh, played music, played every single night, traveled the world, traveled the country, played music every single night. I played guitar. Um, I haven't said that yet, but I play guitar and also sing as well, too. Yeah. Uh, most, mostly been a side man in my career. I never was the face of a band or anything like that, you know. Uh, I, um, so... That's what I've uh, spent most of my life doing, and uh, for the um, past two years, I've been wholesaling full-time, and um, I guess I, I made the transition because I got tired of pay, uh, playing music on a Tuesday night at some pizza joint for to make $40 to try to pay my rent. Sure. And I, just got, I just got sick of it. So now I've turned into where um, it's a beautiful thing because now uh, I can take uh, – you know, I went down to New Orleans, played music. I can take money out of the equation. Um, uh -huh. You know, I don't have to. I can play just for the music and not for. Uh, well, how much does it pay? And I, I don't know if I can do that because it doesn't pay enough. You know, and so uh, now I can really just focus on what I'm passionate about, which is the music. Yeah, and not the money. Gregory, I know you don't like to brag, but brag a little bit, would you? Who Who are some of the bands and people that you've played with? Well, I, I mean, I guess I could list off some names that are impressive, but, uh, you know, and I've done various t different types of work uh, with different people. So, uh, um, but, uh, you know, I've played with um, Lenny Kravitz. You know, I've done some work with him before. Um, Tom Jones, mm -hmm. Derek Trucks, um, Susan Tedeschi, um, Colonel Bruce Hampton is a guy that um, actually I played with for a long time. That's, he's actually not famous, but uh, there's a small niche of people that know who he is, and I'm proud to be a part of his program. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, those are some names, and I could list off some more, but I mean, that's... Uh, that's I'm sure everybody knows Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Would you play in the background, or were you one of the lead vocal, or vocals? Not the lead, but one of the vocals. Well, no, uh, that's where, um, you know, I did some work with him where I was, uh, he would come out and, uh, I, down in New Orleans, I think he's got a place down there, but essentially he would, uh, he'd come out and uh, play at my jam night that I would have every Monday night. He'd come out and play drums with me. Uh, not every Monday night, but he did it every so often. And then I also, I, what I did was I did some work with him while he was out of town. I would fill in his spot in a rehearsal sp in a rehearsal spot, uh, situation. So I never played with them on stage, but did some work with them. Uh, that's where it could be misconstrued. You know, I mean, I'm not one of those rocking looking guys with the big afro and big high heel shoes. And, uh, and you know, I'm just. <laughs> oh, some, come on now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm just some guy that just, you know, hanging out. So, uh, um, but yeah, I've done. Uh, so that's been my career and uh, kind of in a nutshell. And I'm. Proud of things that I've done, and excited to see what I'm going to do in the future as well, too. So, well, you named some other names, and when when we were 
talking in Barcelona, but I won't put you on the spot because you're a. It's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean, I I guess I could listen. I mean, it's I don't know. I I don't like talking about it. It just seems like it just. I'm a side man. I don't uh, create the attention for myself. You know. Uh, um, that's why I'm a side man, I guess. I don't right. like the attention, really. You know. Well, and this isn't the music investing mastery show, right? And and I don't. I never play music to try <laughs> and to, uh, just play with famous people either. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's not why I did it. So, uh, you know, I played music because I actually loved the music. So, right. Uh, right. Uh, that's what it was more about to me than hey, I played with this person or that person. You know. So, so here we are in uh, Barcelona, and I think it was the first night before the workshop and. Gregory is at a different table. He comes over, and uh, Gregory just seems like a real nice guy. And you meet him, and uh, you know, in, in in a in a good way, very unassuming. And and then you ask Gregory, you know, so what do you do? And he's like, ah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to try the southern accent because I'll butcher it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll butcher yeah. it. And he says, well, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but. I've done like four hundred and something thousand dollars since January. <laughs> it's like what? Wow! And uh, in wholesaling fees now, maybe I'm. I, so <laughs> this is what I. This is so fun. Um, listening to talking to guys who are actually doing a lot of deals, and and Gregory really keeps it simple. That's why I wanted you on the podcast, Gregory, because your philosophy in business is pretty ground. It, it's pretty groundbreaking. It's pretty, it's so simple. <laughs> I don't know if it's groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just. I'm a fullback in football. I think is what uh, probably my position is. You know, fullback. Uh, I like that. The fullback in football. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, okay, now, how many deals have you done since the first of the year, or how much have you made? If you don't mind sharing. Well, I got. Uh, I, I tried to write down some numbers, I, I, uh, but I've done. Uh, I believe about four hundred and thirty thousand dollars this year. And I've done about seventy-eight deals, give or take a handful. Um, you know, it might be eighty-two, it might be seventy-two, somewhere. In there. But I believe it's about seventy-eight. And, now, is this uh, in Spartanburg, North Carolina, or what county? Uh, no, this is Greenville County, but it's also. I mean, I'm also doing deals in Spartanburg County, which is just the city over. It's Greenville, Spartanburg area. Uh, if that makes sense. So uh, I'm doing Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson counties, which is the three tri counties in the upstate. Oh, there you go. This area is the upstate area. Mm-hmm. I didn't know and, there was uh, an upstate so, in South uh, Carolina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what they refer to the three counties up here, the upstate South Carolina. All right, so, all right. Uh, so but, how did uh, you yeah, get done? Four hundred thirty thousand. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal, Gregory. It's phenomenal. And uh, how'd you get started in real estate? Well, I mean, I guess uh, just my dad had kind of done a little bit of real estate. Just He was like a real estate agent at one point in his life, and he owns rental properties. And he gets real excited. Like, he gets excited about just all kinds of stuff. So he's always been excited about real estate, but he was never really fully involved on day-to-day stuff. So I guess I kind of started from there. But then I just started, you know, I was – broke musician I was you know all these gurus like you guys are always advertising learn how to make money by not having any money you know learn how to make a million dollars with zero dollars you know so I started uh, researching that path and uh, learned about wholesaling and um, you know I bought uh, all your courses Joe that uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of valuable stuff in there and I've also bought other people's programs as well too I was um, 
and just uh, just slowly started chipping away and just just uh, learning what it was and um, and just I guess kind of that's how I can't tell you there wasn't like one day I said I'm doing this it all just slowly evolved into it. You know? Okay. If that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. And you started getting some courses, learning wholesaling. When did you actually start trying the wholesaling business, doing the marketing, taking the calls and stuff? Uh, I'll, when when I really when I started making money. Yeah. Or just taking calls in general. Well, both. Yeah, I, I bought your course, and I was looking at all your your videos and stuff like that, and um, and, and researching all, all the stuff that you had inside of your uh, programs, and um, I just uh, when I finally I, I'd sat around for like six months, just every day, just studying and studying and studying. I wasn't, you know, I was just getting frustrated. And I was kind of making a couple phone calls and. Doing this or that, and I done, and I put out some signs and stuff like that. And then uh, one day, I just I got really frustrated because I was broke. I mean, I was I'd moved away from New Orleans. I wasn't really playing music anymore. My parents were sick, which is a whole other story. And uh, I was taking care of them, so I was broke. And I just woke up one day and I said, "Fuck it," <laughs> and I'm gonna go make some damn money today. And that's what I'm gonna do. I I was scared. I was scared of all. Uh, <laughs> I was scared of all these things that, uh, you know, uh, putting out bandit signs. I don't want to put out too many because uh, the cops might call me. And uh, so finally, I just said it. I said, screw it. I'm broke. I'm hungry. I, I got to go and make some money happen right now. And I just kind of woke up and said, fuck it. Take me to jail. I'm going to put out a thousand <laughs> bandit signs. And they're yeah. going to call me. They're going to knock on my door. And I'm going to go to jail. Big deal. So what? A thousand bandit signs. And, uh, <laughs> Well, I, di- I didn't put out a thousand bandit signs. I still want to do that, but uh, I didn't put out a thousand. But it, uh, I couldn't afford a thousand. Uh, sure. But that was my mentality: was I'm gonna put out a thousand. Uh, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it until the cops show up, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm gonna get that phone ringing off the hook because I was just kind of pecking around, and getting uh, a little bit of phone you calls and people were calling in. Behind you. Yeah. Well, he he did. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was it's more than just motivation too. It was a deep, dark passion. Just it was like all of a sudden there was an explosion, and I went, "This is it. It's do it's do or die for me." Really, uh, I mean, I, not that I was going to die, but I mean, it just felt like that at the time, you know. So that's what just made me turn my head and say, "Fuck it, I'm gone. I'm doing this. I'm gonna create some problems and just some different problems than I got right now." And um, so that's kind of the approach that I take it have taken. And, uh, well, and uh, so after that six months of just sitting around being worried, about, I guess it, during that, from when I bought the course, your courses, and was studying, I was spending six months just convincing myself of, uh, or just telling myself, oh, but what about this? What about that? And I wasn't, and I didn't make any money. And then uh, as soon as I made a decision, it didn't take but like a week, I had my first check come in. And uh, so it really took me six months, but it took me a week when I just got so frustrated that I said, that's it. I'm making money. My first check was uh, $500, which, uh, you know, I think that may be the smallest check I've ever gotten. But uh-huh. I was so excited about that. Uh, it didn't matter to me about the money because I already didn't have it money. So I was very used to not having money. Um, all I cared about was the result. And I knew if I could keep having the results come in, then the money would eventually start coming in. And I still focus on that today, too. It's not um, – I don't care about the money. Just let me have more results happen, and then money just seems to start coming in. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I try to focus on more of. And so That's forward-moving progress, isn't it? 
Just moving forward, taking action. Yeah, just doing something. Just getting busy and uh, uh, you know all these all these things you guys talk about. It's all true. Now, there's no y'all aren't sugarcoating anything. It's all true. You know, I hear people say, you know, money likes speed. When you get out there, you start making a bunch of phone calls as fast as you can. You get a phone call, you go out there, you put it under contract, you find a buyer, and then all of a sudden a check shows up. And before you know, you go, I don't even know what happened, but uh, uh, I got a check now. You can't even, you know, it just blows by when it. When it's going real fast like that, there's a uh, seems to have a lot of results, good results for sure. Um, yeah, it's but, the speed uh, of implementation. Yeah, you're absolutely speed right. Of implementation yeah. is so important. You listen to all this yeah, teaching I, I think and so too. Just going all this out there theory and, and philosophy or whatever, but it, that's it. Sure, it is. Sure, it is. And, and the, we apologize for the delay here on the audio. Um, Skype's been giving me a lot of issues lately, and I'm wondering if it's the internet where I'm where I'm at. But uh, maybe we need to boycott them. Boycott Skype? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll show them. <laughs> yeah, we'll show them. <laughs> like boycotting the subscription. <laughs> right. Well, the thing that's cool about this, Gregory, is we were talking about your how much mail are you doing? Like you're doing a lot of deals, and so. You're doing a lot of mail, and and talk about your your philosophy with direct mail, would you? Well, uh, my, I guess my philosophy is is um, I do I think that I do a lot of direct mail for a one person show because I am just a one person show. I've had help here and there, so um, in my opinion, there's nobody else that I know that sends out as much mail as me. And if I, they are sending out more mail than me, that's just going to inspire me to do double the amount they're doing. But uh, um, what I do is. Um, uh, when when I told you that I just woke up one day and I got so pissed and fr- and frustrated that I said I'm just I'm just going to go all out, I'm going mm-hmm. all out and all in. Mm-hmm. Well, my my first big step and realization, like holy cow, this is this is this is how to do it for me, um, was I you know I, I had a couple of checks come in three thousand four thousand and I was always I was living check by check and uh, you know I'd make a little bit of money and I'd go on and pocket some of that money, then spend some more money on marketing. And finally, I got a check for like $8,000, and I said, I'm sick of this check by check, just one check a month, and then something falls apart and the deal falls away. It just didn't make me feel good. So I got a check for eight grand, and I saw on a, a YouTube video somewhere, just somebody said, you know, I got frustrated, and I spent out $12,000 worth of marketing on direct mail, and I made, and he said he made like $25,000, and I said, that's, I need to step my game. So I just dropped eight grand on a bunch of postcards and I sent them out and I got a bunch of freaking phone calls and I made a bunch of offers and I made a bunch of money. And so I think that first month I made like $28,000. Wow. Um, and so that made me realize, all right, well, I'm going to do it again. And so I've just slowly tried to step my game up ever since then. And right now I send out about uh, probably about ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, direct mail a month. Ten to fifteen grand, and, um, and I normally do it all at one time. Too. This is uh, a crazy thing. I uh, don't just do it spread out. <laughs> yeah, that's about. Yeah, now um, I'll be honest. You since just Barcelona, send it all, which was, huh? I guess, what was that about a month ago? Yeah, I just yeah, I, I just send it all. Uh, I haven't done any marketing in the past two months because I think that it's so snowballed over. I mean, I just closed on a deal earlier today. I did two the other day. I did like four or five deals this week, and 
it's feeling good not spending the marketing. So I'm kind of cooling off a little bit. But for the past year, I have consistently done at least, I mean, maybe the least amount I've done one month was $8,000. But I get nervous if I don't spend enough in marketing because uh, I'm not going to get the results that I want. Um, but I do 10 to 15 grand a month, probably on average every month. And I get a bunch of phone calls. People ask me how many phone calls. I don't know, but it's a lot. Uh, it may be 300, it may be 500 phone calls and, uh, it gets out of control. But when I, when it gets out of control, I make out of control money. And, uh, the more out of control it is, the more money that I make. And, uh, people say, how do I handle all those phone calls? I just handle them the best that I can. That is so fascinating That's to me. Pretty cool. I, and I love that philosophy and, and you were, you were, it was so funny when you were talking about this Gregory before, and you were just saying, and I, I can't cuss. So, but you were saying like, <laughs> well, Joe, you said to send postcards. So, F it. I'm going to send postcards, right? I'm going to send 15 grand postcards. F it. I don't have anybody to take the calls. F it. I'll just do it myself, right? And that's that, right. I mean, that's basically what, what it is. is uh, um, no excuses. All that stuff, uh, you know, I'm, no excuses and just go and just freaking do it because uh, people say, well, you can't answer all those phone calls. You're damn right I can't answer them all. But so what? Who cares? If they're motivated, they're going to stick around. My philosophy is if I'm going to go fishing, which I can relate this to fishing. A lot of people that I see, they try to go fishing <laughs> in a pond where there's two or three fish. And uh, uh, they might get a fish on the hook. It might fall off. They might reel it in. I'm, I want to go fishing in a pond where there's 20 fish. Am I going to get all 20 fish? Nope. But I'm going to get 12 of them. And so uh, I'm fine with the fact of losing deals. If I'm not losing deals, then I'm not making deals happen. It's a way better. You said something, Joe, out there in Barcelona. I've heard you say it before. It's a different mindset when I've got too much going on. When I'm talking to the seller, and I got 500 phone calls, and they aren't going the direction I want them to. I just, I don't get mad at anybody. I'm very pleasant on the phone, but I, in the back of my head, I'm, I'm firing that person. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Bye. You're wasting my time. I got somebody else I got to talk to. So uh-huh. that's the mentality you'll have when you have all those leads. You people, sellers can sniff when you're motivated. <laughs> they know that. But if you have all these leads and all this marketing, you just know it's just oh. next. I'll find the next one. It don't matter to me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you're exactly right. That's been my experience too. And um, if, if I have a little bit of marketing going on and I find one that's hot and I go, oh, oh man, all right, well, I got to make sure I'm, this happens. Well, then it normally doesn't work out. Um, it just normally doesn't work out. And uh, but when I got you know, 10 deals happening at a time and it doesn't work out, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like to lose money, but I know that, I know this for a fact that that's part of this business. You're going to lose deals and you have to factor that in. And, uh, and so that's just part of the gig. So you have to count on the fact it's all good. It's all good. All that fell apart. But, uh, that mindset of having 10 deals and if it falls apart, well, who cares? I just, I'll, I'll deal with, you know, I've got a bunch of other stuff I'm working on. That's really good. So Gregory, I really like what you're talking about here. You, one of the things you said to me when we were in Barcelona is that sometimes you just work best when your back's against the wall. What do you mean by that? Can you talk about that a little bit more? Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have any choice, but just, uh, you know, my, my, having my back up against the wall, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing to do but go forward. And mm-hmm. so, uh, now, I think that actually what I was saying is, is I don't like to have my back up against the wall. <laughs> so that's why I do so much marketing is uh, 
to just uh, be able to not have my back up against the wall of going, ah, where, where do I find a deal? I don't, I'm, I'm screwed. I don't have any money. I, I got to pay my bills and stuff. So uh, I think that's maybe what I was getting. I don't know. I say all kind of stuff. And I well, can't I, remember it. I think <laughs> the, the point, the way I took it to mean was just what you were saying before. When, when you've got a ton of leads coming in, and this is so powerful. I hope everybody listening to this caught, caught it. Uh, when you're like practically overwhelmed with leads, that's not a bad thing. Uh, there's things you can do to fix that and get better at that. But you know what, if that seller's not ready to do a deal today, that's fine. Just move on to the next one, you know, follow up with them later, send them something in the mail, but you have way more important things to do when you, when you've got a couple hundred leads to call because you spend 15 grand a month in marketing and you get 10 deals under contract, one of them falls through, you're not losing any sleep over that. I just think that's so important. Yeah. You you set yourself up to succeed because of the uh, amount of marketing that you're doing. Well, I realized, too, and I spoke at a local RIA meeting the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, too, and a guy, gentleman, stood up and said, Greg, you're almost guaranteeing yourself success. And I never thought of it like that, but I went, you're right. I think that's what it is, is I'm guaranteeing myself success. No matter what, I guarantee you I'm going to find a deal this month. And I'm probably going to find more than one. But uh, that's a way better position to be in, in my opinion, as opposed to just getting out there kind of searching with a little flashlight and just pecking around. And uh, maybe I got one. I don't know. I'm talking to a I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to smooth. I want to wake up every day and I want to. I want to find a deal, and I want to figure out who's ready to go today, and everybody else is just going to have to wait. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's what I try to do. And so I just try to flood it and flood it till I can get closer to talking to those people that are ready to go today. And if you're not ready to go today, just give me a call back uh-huh. and let me know uh, when you're ready to go. And, uh, you know, some things that I notice is, is, yeah, it's out of control. I don't handle everything professionally. Uh, it's not, you know, everybody, not everybody that calls in gets professional attention, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, it's just me. So uh, I just try to do the best I can when all those phone calls come in and I wear it out and I sit there on the phone and I just talk to them and talk to them and talk to them. And, uh, you know, I give everybody, uh, what's that uh, called? Diamond. He's got a little timer there. He says he gives uh-huh. three, three minutes to the people. I give them three to five minutes. But if they aren't telling me what I want to hear, I'm getting off the phone as quickly as possible because I don't care about their situation other than can they sell their house at a price, at a discounted price. Yeah. Now, if I've got somebody that I recognize is motivated, I will spend eight hours with them if I need to. And uh, I think because I have to offer, I don't offer, I can't, I'm not, not actually bringing cash to the table. So I, have to, I realized I have to get them cheaper than most everybody else that's out there. So I have to offer more than just a low offer. So um, I will spend a lot of time with that person and I get them to like me. Uh, you know, we become friendly. We don't become friends, but I think everybody that does business with me probably likes me. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. But um, that's kind of what I do. But yeah, I got to do a lot of marketing and I want that phone ringing off the hook and I want to talk to people that are ready to go today. And there's nothing worse than sitting there making a bunch of phone calls and kind of just spending 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes with people. Then you get done at the end of the day and go, man, I don't think anything happened today. Mm-hmm. That's like, a, if, if nothing's going to happen today, then I might as well go down to the park and throw the Frisbee or go to the beach or something else, anything else. <laughs> uh, I, I show up and I wake up 
and I answer these phones for one thing, and that's to make money. And everything else is stupid to me. So, and, and I don't mean that uh, egotistically, but uh, I'm not. This isn't a social club for me. It's not a fraternity or anything like that. Um, I'm waking up and I'm making money, and then I do what I got to do after that. So, uh, uh, if I can't see an opportunity to make money, I just move on. But I am very nice about it and pleasant about it. That's really good. Alex, you had something you wanted to say there, Alex? Yeah, I, he's talking a lot of key things here. I mean, number one is the inner game is what they call that. You know, your inner mindset, making sure that you understand that everything that you're about to do, you're, you're in the right, you have the right uh, mindset for it. So you got to get your mind in the right place. You got to get out of the the the, that's the fear and the doubt and the uncertainty. And the, is this going to work? I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe it'll work. It's yes, this is going to work. Yes, I'm going to do deals. Yes, I'm going to yeah. make money, and, and, and I'm going to have fun while doing it. If you don't have that mindset, you're 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 screwing your you're 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 in a bad spot to begin with. Very well said. Yeah, the fact that you've got all these calls coming in, and you, and especially if you're in that situation. I mean, I remember when I first started doing mass marketing, and I was calling everybody, everybody that had called. And you could get on the phone with a nice old man or a nice old lady, and they would keep you on the phone for a half hour if you don't know how to get get on and get off quickly. It's like, no, you know, I would really like to... Um, you know, talk to you and maybe come over for some coffee or something. But I've got to get to these other people before, before anything. You know, before anything else to um, to to make this worth it for myself. I mean, you've got to you've got to get on, get off, and that that takes some skill too. Uh, without hanging up in somebody's face, you know, you got to be like, well, um, you know, I, I actually have this call coming up in in the next uh, minute or so. But you know, it's really been great talking to you. And just let me know, you know, if you've got somebody else who's interested in selling and and then move on from there, you know? We all said. Yeah, I, you have to take control of the situation, and, uh, and you have to uh, – I, I do it to where you got to go my way or it doesn't work. And, uh, and I'm not aggressive about it. I say I'm being very blunt right now, very polite and very pleasant with these people. But um, if they can't go my way, then I'll just wait until you're ready to go my way. Uh, go, you know, and so that's uh, – that's part of it too, and uh, you know. So, and I think uh, what you, everything you just said, is really important. But I think also um, what you said in the beginning there was just. Uh, um, I think people are also afraid to um, lose out. Are they? Oh, they're. I'm, I'm, but what if I miss a deal? But what if I spend too much money? Maybe you know. I mean, I think people are afraid. All the wrong to, mindset. All the wrong mindset. It's like trying to drive a car with flat tires. Yeah, yeah. For me, when I first started out. Um, I, like I said, I didn't care about the money. I, got, I shifted my mind. If if I made a check for two thousand dollars, I didn't look at it as my money. I looked at it as like this. I didn't. I didn't even have that money. So I just had a result that happened. So I would pump that money back into the business. I didn't care about money because I didn't have any money anyway. I started off. I was already broke. So who cares? I made some money. Big deal. I'm broke anyway. So I didn't care about losing money because a lot of people take three thousand dollars and say, "Well, I'm going to do five hundred dollars on marketing. I'm going to hold on to this." 2500 I didn't care. I just threw it all back in the game so I could get in the game. And um, I thought about for myself, because uh, Joe asked me a good question out in Barcelona. Uh, I think you asked me, why do I do that much marketing? And I said, that's a good question. I don't really know. But um, I think why I do that much marketing is because uh, I, thought, I did a lot of thinking about it. Uh, uh, 
because I couldn't really answer that question. And I said, my old self, I didn't want to be that anymore. And then my new self, I've got a vision for my new self. And the, the amount of money that I spend on the marketing is just creating distance between my old self and my new self. And uh, that's the symbol of that, I think. Um, and I'm just running away from my old self as fast as I can. And I'm doing it like a fullback at football, I guess. I'm right. just busting through everybody. Uh, so that's to answer your question that you asked me on Barcelona. Uh, that's that's kind of what uh, my answer that I came up with. But, uh, I like that a lot. Well, let's talk about buyers. You um, you have a lot of buyers, but anytime you go to a seller's house and you're meeting with them, you have a couple buyers in the back of your mind. Um, talk about the buyers that you have, and you mentioned something as well about you know if you don't sell a deal in a day or two, what do you do with it then? Yeah, um, buyers, uh, like you make a really good point um, uh, that I've heard you say is get to know your buyers. I like to spend time with my buyers. The buyers, I sell to about four people. Uh, there's a lot of other people that want me to sell to them, but there's about four that I, I enjoy selling to, and I've got a good relationship with. So I've got a relationship with them. They keep showing me product that they buy and telling me the information that they want. And when, I, when I get a phone call on a house I, and see the house, and I go look at it and I go, I already know this is for so-and-so. Uh, before I put it under contract, all right, I know what he wants. It's sold before I even have it under contract. And um, that, I think, just comes with time and experience in building relationships with the buyers. But uh, that's once I started getting the hang of that, then that's when it really started getting really good because I sell everything like really within a phone call or two. And uh, I know the market's playing in my favor because the market's really good right now. So uh, I'm selling stuff at world record speeds this year. I mean, a, a month ago or two months ago, I had um, nine houses I put under contract on a Monday. And then Tuesday, I sold every single house to the first person I called to nine different buyers. And then Tuesday, I sold them. Uh, I think everybody gets a day every year, and that was my day. And uh, that was a good day for me. But uh, I don't say that to, to brag, but I, I put in the time and effort to know the buyers. And uh, so as soon as I put them on the contract, you know, boom, the next day I had it sold. You know, I had to put them all on the contract one day. The next day I just sold everything. But uh, nobody negotiated with me. Nobody, uh, you know, everybody said, yes, I'll do that. And it was done. Uh, and that was the value of knowing what my buyers want. And I went, that's, that's where I got, how I got paid that day uh, and be able to, to be able to handle all that. I love that. And, and we were talking uh, at, the, at the workshop, and it was really cool to see the, the other people that were there see their eyes light up when you, they were hearing your stories of your success. And you were getting some questions about, you know, well, what about if this happens or what about if that happens? And Again, your philosophy of just screw it, you know, it doesn't, I'll figure it out as we go along. And yeah. talk about that some more. You got that right. I, I, I just, it comes back to that. I woke up and said, fuck it. And, and people ask me out there in Barcelona, they said, but what if you get to the closing table and they see how much you're making? I go, who cares? There ain't nothing you can do about that. You have no control over that. And that has nothing to do with you making money. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I haven't had. Uh, there's been a couple issues, but it wasn't how uh, much money I was making. It was the issues over maybe over the taxes or the closing cost or something. So you run into those kind of issues, but it's never the money that I make. I've done 78, 80 transactions this year, and I made a bunch of money, and that's never been an issue. But, uh, yeah, those, those issues that people think of, the fear, but what if they find out how much I'm making? Who cares? You can't control anything about that. Um, 
you're here to try to make money, to show up, and just don't think about it. That, that has nothing to do with making money. That has everything to do with like, yeah, well, it's probably not going to work. And that's just a waste of time because that's not focusing on making money. So uh, uh, that or any other excuse, any, anything, anybody that wants to raise their hand, and I don't want to say they're stupid questions because they're not, uh, and say, but what about this? But what about that? But what about, who cares? Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but just get it. You got to get in the game and just go and just do it. And that's all there is to it. And yeah, you're going to screw it up. I still screw it up. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I feel like I don't even know anything about real estate. And I don't mean that egotistically. Um, I know I've done a bunch of deals, but I don't know anything about real estate. Uh, but I'm over here doing deals and, and I screw them up. I screwed one up last week. And it was like a $4,000 deal. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I know how much $4,000 is a lot of money. I don't like to just screw that up, but I did. And I can't do anything about it. It's gone. Maybe it'll come back up, but I just move on. Forget about it. That's so good. It's all just it's all just it's all just noise that has nothing to do with you making money. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that that's really the main reason why I'm here is to provide money for my passions, my life, and my dreams uh, for the rest of my life. So uh, that's just noise. It's just stupid. It's a, if you focus on that, it's just a waste of time and energy. Because there's uh, most of those things that most people think about are just out of your control. And if they pop up, big deal. So what? Uh, and when, when people try to back me in a corner, but yeah, hey, you know, when I have a buyer or seller, they try to back me in a corner like they busted me. I found out you're not buying the house. I just go, okay, yeah, you whatever. So what? Uh, who cares? I don't care. So what? Uh, but that also comes with me uh, going, I'm doing a bunch of marketing. You, you don't like it? Uh, and, Bye. You can go. You can move on. No, I love it. See, when you're doing but that, doesn't that, really happen. When uh, you're when you're doing that much marketing, you're right. It doesn't matter because this deal doesn't work. If it falls through, then you got more coming in the line. So I hope people are encouraged by this. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, our friend Tom Kroll told me the other day, because we were talking about a particular client that was complaining about business and it wasn't working for them and. They're asking all of these what-if questions. And I really like this phrase Tom had of anticipatory thinking. <laughs> Write that one down, right? Beware of anticipatory thinking. Th- worried about like, well, what if this happens? And then if that happens, and it's not a chess game, right? It's, we're not playing chess. We're, 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 we're just out there taking massive action, which is why I really wanted Gregory on this podcast because this is a guy who just takes massive action. And it's almost like, without being reckless and careless, it's almost like sometimes you just got to jump off the building and figure out how to fly as you fall. You know? That's right. And I'm still trying to figure out how to fly. I'm still trying to figure out how to fly. You know? Um, I still like, feel like I don't have it figured out, but I'm doing deals. I'm getting better. I'm getting better as I go along. That's the truth. Very good. Um, Gregory, let's, we should wrap this up here. I think this is going to be a really encouraging call for a lot of people and, and we could talk for a long time, but what, what advice would you give to beginners? And I know you've already been giving a bunch of advice, but could you just sum it up? What would you give to somebody who, you know, maybe doesn't have a ton of money to spend on marketing. They can't spend 10, 15 grand a month yet, but they, they're hungry like you are. What, what can they do? Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the key is getting hungry, but you got to show up and you got to get busy and uh, all that noise that we just talked about excuses. But what about this? I'm not ready. I'm nervous. Who cares? 
Just start talking to people. Start getting busy. Uh, talk to people that want full price for their house. Go out there and set appointments, and you know they're not motivated. That's one thing I try to tell people is go on a ghost appointment. Um, because uh, if you go out on an appointment where you know it's not a deal, they want $100,000 for a house, but they'll take ninety five. Well, go out there and run through the whole script. Get them to sign the contract. Then when you get home, call them up and cancel it and uh, <laughs> go through the show. So when you do have a deal, because I noticed what, once, I had, once I had my first deal where I thought I was making $30,000, I was shaking. My pen was shaking, and it all fell apart. So you, you want to have the, your show together your program together, your performance together before you find that $30,000 deal that feels like it's going to change your life. Uh, that was important to me. So I did a lot of that, just practice runs. Every day I would go on an appointment yeah. until I got good at it and better at it. And uh, that, but um, the main thing is, is you want to do that because that's important. You want to know how to fill out the contract. Uh, that's a really important thing. Uh, that's, to me, that's an important thing. Now, the other thing is you have to get that performance down, but you got to get the phone ringing off the chain. And so when I started off, just put out some bandit signs. People say, but what about the code enforcement? I've been fined twice in the past two years, and it was like 400 maybe a total of $400. And, but the amount of money I made from using the signs, keep them coming. They can find me every week. I'm still going to drop the signs out there. If you're going to take me to jail, all right, I got to spend a little jail time. I don't <laughs> care. It's cool. I got to make some money and I got to have it coming in. But you got to go out there and get as many signs as you can scrape up every single dollar and penny that you can and put together the signs and go out there and put them out there yourself and put them in good spots and then do it again. Do that as much as possible until you can have that breakthrough and get those seven, $8,000 checks coming in on a regular basis. And then it just slowly, slowly just starts coming together. You just got to go and get really busy, really fast, and then you'll start making some money. The and, hustling. Uh, hey, hustling. man, you know what? All makes you, sense. You are, tempting, you are tempting me to turn on my marketing system in your area and uh, start uh, working with you because um, I, I love the fire behind you, and I feel like if uh, I sent you leads, you'd take good care of them. <laughs> Well, they got to be motivated leads, but yeah, I'll take care of them if they're motivated leads. No, yeah, I mean, come on, bring it on. I, if anybody wants to do some marketing here, I'll, I'll turn it on and I'll, and I'll, I'll do everything 50 50. So, uh, so there's no gray area. But, yes, uh, sir. Uh, yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, we'll talk. I'd love to do it. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I got waiting for the phone to ring right now. So, <laughs> uh, I love yeah. it. Do you see why I told you, Alex, I wanted Gregory on this podcast? Oh, absolutely, man. This is awesome. I just love that fire, that determination that, you know what? F it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. I'm going to do a lot of marketing, get the phone to ring. And, you know, at the same time, did you notice that Gregory's talking about practicing, right? And and you do have to work on your skill, and you got to practice talking to sellers and, you know, get familiar with the contracts. It is – you don't want to be a uh, – well, you just got to take massive action. You can failing forward is really, really important because people are afraid of failure. But guess what? Get over it. Everybody's going to fail at least once or twice or many times. And don't be so afraid to make mistakes that it pet that it petrifies you and you're stuck not doing anything. Um, the, there's a whole bunch of quotes that I could I could probably think of. 
I, I, I think of, uh, you know, just when you're getting started, don't, don't focus on the money because the money will come. Focus on educating yourself and uh, getting the knowledge. What better way to educate yourself than to get 4,000 phone calls in a month? You're going to be good after a month. If you talk to four people in a month, you're probably not going to be that good. But if you talk to 4,000, you're probably going to be a pro after a month, and you're probably going to make a bunch of money. I love That's it. That's my opinion. I like it. Uh, uh, so, but uh, yeah, if you do that, then uh, that's so. If you just focus on educating yourself uh, in the beginning, then uh, getting the results, and I think that's ultimately the best thing to do. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Well, Gregory is. Um, I don't know. Do you have a website where people can go to listen to some of your music, or is there a place people can go to get in touch with you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't really. I've always, like I said, I've always been a side man. I've never uh, like promoted myself. Uh, you know, as hey, I'm Gregory Hodges. Come buy a ticket to see me. I'm always playing with so and so or so and so. So yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I never have like self promoted myself. Uh, there's stuff on YouTube you could find if you put in my name. Uh, um, there's a band that I played with called Flannel Church um, that you could. That, that was my band. You could check that kind of stuff out. Um, uh, you could go to my website, my real estate website. Uh, it's GregoryBuysHousesUpstate.com. Okay. That would help my SEO get up there. <laughs> if you just want to see what a real estate website looks like, you know. Gregory Buys Houses Upstate. GregoryBuysHousesUpstate.com. Okay, cool. All right. Well, this has been a uh, great interview, Gregory. I sure appreciate your time. And, and I, I hopefully will have a jingle that we can play at the end of this podcast that you play, yeah, do, that you record. Yeah, I'll do something here. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, all right, man. Thanks a lot, Gregory. And let's keep in touch. You know, in fact, let's, um, I'll, get in, I'll send you an email afterwards. Let's talk again real soon here. I got some stuff for you. Thanks again, right. man. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank y'all yeah, for your time call, and man. having me on here. And, and uh, it's really, uh, you know, I have to owe a lot of credit to you, Joe, of uh, a lot of the products you're putting out there. I bought, I bought and a lot of the things you've been talking about. I implement in my business. Uh, you know, I take massive action, but you, all the stuff you talk about, and, and I implement that, that just helps everything go a little bit smoother, uh, which is, it makes a big difference in my business. So, I mean, thank you for having me on here and, uh, you know, helping me with my business. So Well, it's been a pleasure. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, Alex, I apologize for the audio. You, you kept, I kept on interrupting you when you were trying to talk and say things, but well, no problem. I mean, we'll get it fixed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes, to get the, um, transcription of this episode. I think this is an episode that a lot of you guys need to listen to a couple times, you know, maybe when you're getting a little discouraged, Pull up this podcast episode, listen through it again, and uh, get fired up, you know? Get fired up. It's good stuff. Gregory Hodges, the fullback of real estate. Did you ever play football, Gregory? No, man. Shoot, I weighed like 80 pounds as a senior in high school, man. Shoot. I just got season tickets to the Carolina Panthers. That's all I got. All right, all right. uh, All right, good, good. Nice. All right, guys, we'll end this podcast here. Take care, all. Y'all, see you later. All right. Y'all, see you later now. (laughs) Bye-bye.